And the person interviewing me wrote those words down, looked up from his piece of paper and said to me, so do you think we're going to like that? Yeah, I, I do what I do today, Kathy, because of a fourth grade field trip. No credit to me, just me fumbling along with what I knew at the time and the dog being very forgiving of my mistakes. What does it mean to be honest? Really honest. And even that qualifier, really honest. Is honesty a gradient scale or is honesty truly a binary thing? If I withhold information, is that being honest? It used to be simple, but somehow it has gotten so complicated. The last week has been pretty interesting across the world. And it's given rise for me to think a little bit about this topic. What does it mean to use my authentic voice? What does it mean when I speak my mind? And how do I do that in a way that is responsible, kind, and still powerful? So on this week's podcast, that's what I talk about. I'm Kathy Brooks, and this is Talk Unleashed. How many times have you had someone say to you, hey, look, I want to be really honest with you. I'm going to be brutally honest with you. You know, this may be tough to hear because I just, I want to be 100% honest with you. Here's the thing. Honesty, it's kind of like being pregnant. It's a binary thing. You're honest or you're not honest. It's truth or it's not. There's no such thing as Brutal honesty, brutal honesty, the excuse that people make up for sometimes just kind of being shitty nasty to people. Radical honesty. What does it mean to be 100% authentic? So where is this coming from today? I have been seeing a lot of conversations in the last several days. There's been a lot of very big news, some things in countries overseas and here in the United States with the fall of Silicon Valley Bank and looking at how the CEO of Silicon Valley Bank dumped a bunch of stock not long before the company tanked. Talk about somebody who apparently has an issue with honesty. So it gave rise to a lot of conversations with a lot of people who have been sharing their opinions. And one friend in particular is a very well-respected, incredibly insightful entrepreneur, journalist, blogger. He is an advisor to startups in Israel, a friend of mine, Hillel Fold. So my friend Hillel has been posting around some of the things happening in his home country of Israel, and there's some folks who have had some objections about what he's had to say and the way he's had to say it. And he posted something on LinkedIn, and a lot of people, for some reason, took it the wrong way or took it in the way, shall we say, they decided they wanted to. And so he said something in a post. He, he ended up getting attacked pretty badly and you know, really owning where he had made the misstep. And, and, and it was a really, it was a master class in communication authenticity. Someone who made a mistake, owned his mistake, and course corrected. But there was a phrase that he said that really caught me. And he said, I've got to get really outside my comfort zone here and be vulnerable. Of course, vulnerability is outside our comfort zone. Our comfort zone is the place that we're safe. Our comfort zone is the place where everything is known. 
It is the place that our survival brain would keep us, the place where there are no threats. Anything by definition that makes me uncomfortable or stretches me beyond where I normally would be is defined as outside my comfort zone. But the part that made me feel, I guess, a bit melancholic, if I'm being honest, was that his, he was saying that being vulnerable was so deeply uncomfortable for him that his admitting he had made a mistake and honestly assessing where he had done so was uncomfortable. You know, I'm not sure at what point it happened, but I don't know. I grew up knowing that if I made a mistake, that was all right as long as I owned my mistake, accepted full responsibility for the error I had made, and learned from it and moved on. And then in theory, at least, I could move on from it and it wouldn't carry on behind me. I would leave it behind me. It was a mistake. I had made it. I learned from it and move on. Now, personally, in my family, that's not exactly how things rolled. Uh, certain members of the family are particularly adept at keeping score and bringing things up, sometimes decades later. It's an interesting experience being in a dynamic like that, where you'll be in an argument with someone and something gets brought up from, you know, say, 25 years prior. That, however, is their journey. That's not what this conversation is about. What this is about is this idea that, for the most part in my life, and maybe I learned this through my sober journey, it's possible that that's where it's come from, this idea of amends, that I am making amend when I look at past behavior, when I acknowledge that things I have done or things that I have said were hurtful or incorrect or caused harm, and then I own it. I acknowledge what I did, I clean up what I can, and move forward, hopefully not making the same mistake again. And that in theory, at least, I get to move forward, leaving behind the error I had made without a shackle being attached to my ankle. When did that change? When did it become that admitting that you make a mistake somehow makes you feel vulnerable to the point that it could really put you at peril? I mean, that seems so fundamentally ridiculous to me. In any case, mistakes, we make them. And being honest about it and being radically honest and open, it involves my being clear on what my part was. It also involves some intelligence around timing. There was a great post by Simon Sinek where he was relating a story of going to see a friend perform in a play and that the play was awful, like really bad, like he couldn't wait for the play to be over. And after the play, he relates that he went backstage and saw his friend and she's still in costume and makeup and she was all amped up with adrenaline from the show. And she said, what'd you think? And he said, you know, that was not the time to tell her. She's amped up on adrenaline. Her energy and emotions are high. That is not the time to say, boy, was that awful. And it's also not a time to lie. So he didn't. What he said to her was, you know, I so enjoyed seeing you on stage again. I was so looking forward to seeing you on stage after not being able to for so long. It was such a treat to be here tonight. Completely true. And then the next day or day after when he circled back with her to have a conversation, he said, look, can I tell you what I thought about the play? Her adrenaline was lower. She was in a clear-headed place, and she could have the conversation. She could hear his feedback. He used discretion and timing, but he didn't lie. 
What he did was effectively put into practice something that I've just learned in some positive intelligence training, a new practice I'm implementing with my coaching, taught by a fellow named Shirzad Shamin out of San Francisco. And it's the idea that in any conversation I'm having, in anything that I'm doing with any other person, even someone with whom I am diametrically opposed and would seem to have no alignment at all, in any situation, if I come to it assuming that they are at least 10% accurate, or if I come to it assuming that there's at least 10% of something that I can appreciate, then I can start the conversation there. I can honestly start the conversation in a place of alignment, and from there, who knows where the conversation gets to go. So, dear listeners, that's what I'm thinking about these days, honesty. And how honest am I being? How open am I being? So where do I get to go from here? Here we are, the end of another episode. So sad. But it's not really. Because there is an entire library of Talk Unleashed podcast episodes you can enjoy. And a whole bunch more yet to come. Make sure you don't miss any. Subscribe. Follow. Heck, set up a carrier pigeon network if you like. Whatever it takes, just make sure you don't miss any of these conversations. And since conversations do require dialogue, meaning two, meaning back and forth... I want to hear from you. Who would you like to hear from? What topics would you like to hear addressed? Drop a line to talkunleashed at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, thanks for listening. Catch you next week.